I, I've always thought that the, the start could be a bit more punchy, straight in as opposed to... You, you know, need the Black Eyed Peas, man. Let's get it started. Really? Let's get it started by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, but hold on a second, then the, 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 um, it'll be crap, won't it? Because it's um, um, copyright. Right, we're going to actually get this thing started. Okay. Yeah. Should we, can, we, can, can we start a bit more punchy then? Yeah. Okay. okay then. Hi, Internet. Hi, Internet. <laughs> oh, that's what about Rocky? Dun, 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 dun. Right, we're going to start now. Okay, so... And so it, it's it's always who's going to start this week. Okay. And it, I think that's a bit. Well, we've late. got John with us this week, so we're going to let John to roll the credits. So what you've got to do is point the thing and shout roll VT. So should we go from the top? Right, we're starting properly now. You're not putting this crap in. We're putting all of that. Roll in. VT. You see, you wanted it more punchy, and you now it. it's like a whole... And then you stop. Like a whole ramble through, through the start. It's okay. not Anyway. Welcome to the Prop Show! Show. Uh, so, episode... 16. No. 17? Yeah. No. 16. 16. 16. Episode 16. Who'd have thunk it, eh? And uh, we've got John. John Cottrell with us. So... Hi, boys. Who is John Cottrell? Who is John Cottrell? Yeah. Who, is? who is? John, who are you? Give... Uh, Where are you? Where do you come from? Lovely internet viewers. A bit what, of background about where I come from. Who, who are you? Where'd you come from? All right, Silla. I've got your best frock on today. Thanks. Good for you, mate. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm aged uh, over 21, and I come from Welling Garden City. Very nice. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more detail. John. A little bit more detail. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Thank you. Yeah. So what <laughs> what on earth do you want to know? Uh, so what do you what do, John? What what is it that you that you do uh, for estate and renting agents nationwide? What is your business, and you know what? Is it your Well, your most people would for? say that I'm actually a pain in the certain one of their orifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, Which not we shouldn't really go on to in a, in a family show. No, no. But seriously, <laughs> um, it's it's all about being the grit in the oyster. Right. You heard the expression, the grit in the oyster? The bit that no one really likes. Well, the grit... Mm. It becomes what, the pearl. Yeah, it's a good it. job you are... It's on the ball. It's on the ball, isn't it? That's good to know. The grit becomes the pearl. So most people will stay in their comfort zone if yep. there isn't something just prodding and needling them and getting them to move and so my job is to, yeah is to give that bit of needle make them move um further than they normally would want to but they know they put they tolerate it because they know the outcome's worth it mm. awesome so you run um you're an action coach yeah i am yeah. and you basically help businesses become more awesome more awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Clerk, really. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so you've worked with Chris for a long time, and Chris has known you for, for a long period of time. You've spoken at a couple of his conferences, um, and you work with some of our viewers. Yes. Um, so you work with Adam Mackay and Silbridgeworth, who's yep. a friend of the show show. Hello, Adam. Hi, Adam. Um, and uh, a few Quite other a few. Bas- Basically, John helps estate agents and letting agents. He, one of his specialisations is helping letting and estate agents, uh, bosses, help them grow their businesses. And... He has been transformational in some pretty impressive businesses. Which sort of businesses have been transformational? Well, letting uh, estate agents. I know you do sort of businesses <clears throat> yeah. as well, but you, you seem to have found a niche in estate agency and letting agencies. I mean, interestingly, John, um, let, no one cares about you. Let's move on and talk about what... <laughs> <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. Um, what I want to ask you uh, is, is uh, because you're pretty good at the way people think. That was good, wasn't it? Uh, okay. Could you, if I start jumping in, and answering people's questions. Thanks, JP. 
thought that was your special move. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I'll save it. Answering people's questions before they okay. answer. I, I think um, whilst we've got such awesomeness on the show, uh, John's very good at the way people think and act and communicate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question, should we do the Q&A? Let's, go, let's just Early doors. Do you want to do a Q&A? Early yes. doors. Do a big Q&A. Big okay, Q&A. well, it's time for Ask the Prop Show. <laughs> Hang on, need the fez. Right. You're supposed to put our glasses on. No, you, you, no, we, you on. can put the glasses. The glasses with the fez, the one-dome glasses. I get it. It's yeah, a good A yellow red. One but the love of Wando. So thank you, Wando, for the glasses <laughs> once again. Um, but yeah, the, the yellow glasses with the red hat. It's a bit of a clash. If you so. put blue in there, it looked like birds custard. That's there. The oh yeah. Hey, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, welcome to Ask the Prop Show. Uh, so we're going to ask two or three questions of. Okay. John. Well, I'll tell you what, the man the man just gets inside your head, so let's do this whilst okay. here. Less banter, more action. So, uh, in terms of um, your help with letting in estate agents, what do you think it is that sort of holds valuers back or makes them kind of poor um, a business generation? Oh, good question. Okay, so we, we've got a value going out to property. They'll, uh, they'll go and look at it. Yeah. Bring it on as a listing. Yeah. But actually, it's the step before that you're interested in, which is. I, I, the, the basic. He's doing it again. Doing it again. What is the step? I think. What is the step before? Right, no, I want you to. Like I want a Monty Python sketch, isn't it? It is. The question he was going to ask is this one, Chris. Over to you. Okay. The question that probably, if you don't mind me, I'd like John to specifically ask is: Is valuers are really, really poor at picking the phone up to lost valuations, and are really, really poor when they lose a valuation that it really screws them up. But when they get one, it's pretty. The, the emotion of losing versus the emotion of gaining isn't yeah. equal. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's tied in somehow with them going after old valuations and, and business gen. That's the question I was wanting you to What's ask. What's the question? I think that was a statement phrased as a question. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. You want to know... Who's wearing this ass of property? That's what I want to know. Who's wearing the fez? That's what I want to know. Don't do follow-ups. Is that right? Not very good at follow-ups, and I think it's tied in to do with the fact is that why does it hurt so much when you lose a property as opposed to getting one? Well, it shouldn't hurt when you gain one anyway. I think what you mean is that the emotion, the, the high, emotion, the high is not as high as the low is low. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Is that something you're interested to have answered, Mister Pez? Okay, let's go. So, if we look at the typical kind of person, I've always shaking his head there while listening. Um, they're more the party animal type. Yes. The high eyes, as we call them. What does that mean? High eyes. Uh, influencer. Yeah. So they're the people, the salespeople, but they're not particularly robust. Okay. So it matters that people like them. So when they lose a listing, it's like being rejected. And the reason they don't like doing follow up calls is they don't want the possible rejection. So it's a fear of rejection. Like a double rejection. Yeah, Lost double rejection. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really painful for them. Okay. Something that you're putting them in a place where they really don't want to go. Whereas a more robust profile without as much emotion invested, no any problem picking up the phone. Mm. It's only phone's not going to hurt me. Who's ever died from picking a phone up? No, nobody. <laughs> yeah. How can they kill me down the phone line? They're in town. Yeah. So the question then isn't, why are people bad at it? The yeah. question is, go why have you got the wrong sort of people doing it? Could be. Yeah, it's interesting. Cool. Perry Power, friend of the show show. He should Perry. be on the show show. Yeah, when is oh, Perry, when are you coming on? Mr. Power. He doesn't like coming further north of London. Um, is <laughs> is the person um, a person who makes a great valuer on the doorstep, a, a high eye influencer, 
is not necessarily the right person to do the follow-ups and the chasing of the vowels. Maybe, split, right. maybe split it then. And that's what he's done. Clever. So is that a, a structure thing? I'll do the first bit, pass it on to you because you're my robust. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. yeah. No, no one needs high eyes, do they? No, he's one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've got one. Right, so we chatted uh, on the show last week with Ian McKenzie about millennials. <gasps> got the fez. <laughs> first time ever. <laughs> fez cherry popped. And when did you put that dead sparrow on your face? Oh, this one? Yeah. It's been there since Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I thought it. you were talking about the tassel on the side. No, I, more, I get more of the comments about the wise Shaolin with the grey in there. Yeah. I'm aiming for George Clooney eventually. You yeah. do look more Shaolin now yeah, with the fez. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like. yeah, if you're going to ask the question, you have to wear the fez. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Go on, then. Uh, millennials, um, yeah. employing them and mm. how to motivate them. Is there a, a difference to someone who's five years pre-millennial? Is there a difference with a millennial? Well, is any... it just a thing? Right. This is this is what I want to know. Okay. If you dare say yes word, you'll get so much bad look, publicity. Look, look. Don't say the yes word. What is the yes word? Sn- oh, snowflake. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, do you know what? I actually don't think this millennial thing is a thing. I think it's something that employers are using to hide behind. It's like, oh, it's the millennials. I don't want to do anything. I think it's bullshit. I actually think... Should we ask the, the guest? Yeah, no, but this is... I want to give him... I've got two of them. I don't have any questions like, now. Have the fez back. I want to just effectively just want to, to put to a statement. So in my view, having now that we're looking at the, the job market and we're looking at uh, uh, young people and bringing them into our business, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's just purely finding a person thing. I, don't, I really don't think um, that you can have a sweeping generalisation to say all people who are millennials are rubbish and that you can't employ them. I think that's rubbish. I think it's a nonsense. What do you think, John? Oh, that time. I, I thought he was demonstrating what disruption I could cause to a team meeting. Yes. I've been in one with him this morning. <laughs> Influence and disruption. Anyway, moving on. So we're talking about millennials. Yes, we are. Yeah. The S word. <laughs> the S word. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, Listen, I'm not in favour of sweeping generalisations, um, and I think it's more a question of maturity mm-hmm. than it is the fact that millennials are not. This happens to be the age that we're in. Yep. But I'm sure if you take any school leaver, uh, and they come into the world of work. Yes. They're going from an environment where the teacher was in charge. Yes. And now someone else is in charge. Yes. And they might have certain preconceived ideas about how work might be True. and i've seen and heard examples where you get the kid in the first job they make a mess of it mm-hmm. yeah they get a few bruises they go away they grow up a bit they come back and in the second job they do a better job because now their expectations are better tuned into the world of work True. than where they were when they started but mm. f- forgive me john that's everybody yeah that's not millennials. Yes, that's That's point. everybody, yes. isn't it? That's so, that's every single person. He's agreeing with you. I know. I know, but I just... No, he I, just needs to find a long way of saying it, that's all. Well, what, what, okay. <laughs> no, why say you it can in, come again, John. Why say it in 10 minutes when you can say it in 100? Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> there we go. Good, okay. So, because well, otherwise, if millennials weren't employable, then the whole job market would crash in five years. Cause... And do you know what the benefit of employing a millennial is? Let's imagine that this snowflake... Uh, you know, 
cushion sitting unicorn spotting person. Yeah. Let's imagine that this stereotype really Don't existed. care about anything but offended by everything. Ugh. What would be the benefit to your organisation? Straight off the bat, for me, I mean, I'm not that old, we're not that old, but employing a millennial... Yes. <laughs> the grey's deceiving. Employing a millennial would give you a direct route to what they've experienced with new technologies, social media, yes. and a different viewpoint yes. on how to yes. attack a certain market, yes. marketing, whatever. We're big on video. I don't know if you know where it is. We make some. Yeah, we specialise in estate agency and letting agent videos. And the youngsters are fantastic at videos. Brilliant. Yes. So there's the technology is the first benefit. Yes. But there's a deeper benefit, actually. Ooh, so actually. there's a global accounting firm, you may have heard them, called Ernst & Young. I have. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're employing some very advanced practices in emotional intelligence, have been doing for many years. Mm -hmm. And their head of talent was basically saying that the millennials are asking the partners questions they've never been asked before. In the interview? Uh, and in, in oh, working life. Right, okay. So the partners saying, well, it's none of their business, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the millennials go, well, I want to know about you as a person. Mm. I want to know what, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? What do you do? In your I want to know about you as a human being. I, I don't want to know about you just as my boss. Sure, know? yeah. And these guys, oh, can't, can't be talking about that. Oh, what's it got to do with work? Of course, it's got everything to do with work because the better the connections and the relationships are, the better things flow in the organisation. Sure. And of course, in the old days, we used to paper over all that stuff. Mm. Oh, he's the boss. You know, we don't talk to him. We just talk to our mates in the canteen. Yeah, yeah. But actually, by breaking down these barriers, the millennials are actually being a, of great service to organisations. Interesting. So, so it really depends on the lens you look through, whether you see them as an advantage or a disadvantage in your organisation. I'm all for advantage and harnessing... Yeah. All the talents. Yes. Rather than mm. just finding fault with people yeah. with, uh, let's call them oversimplistic judgments. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uneducated. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Sorry to make a serious point on the no, show. But no, 100% okay. agree. And, and actually, it's, it's really important, actually, because we're trying to attract. How many minutes was that since he last spoke? I think it was about <laughs> nine counting. I think it's counted in a nanosecond. He's done really well. Yeah, you wear the phone. Sorry. I'm saying nothing. Is that the end of the Q&A? That's a hundred high eye, because now you, you throw your rat lap. <laughs> but he's loving it, really, because he's, he's getting all the attention. So it still works, but he's just saying less, which means it's quicker. OK. Um, let's find out what our man on the ground says about the local market. Steve? Steve says! Video sells property. Thanks, Steve, for, Steve. For, for changing the direction of the conversation. I'd, li I'd like to uh, present John Ooh. with his Yondel socks, which uh, <laughs> we've uh, one for you and one for for Eileen, and, and, uh, you can, uh, and sponsored by Yondel. Um, so there you go. And if you are a prop tech firm or a supplier to the stage agency industry, and you want some absolutely free and blatant marketing um, name, just send us great tat and we'll push it on the show at no cost. So there you go. Do you, think, do you think Chris could wear these? Oh, he wears them in bed all the time. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wore them in public last week. No, and... I was just thinking it would be quieter if he had a sock in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fist bumping you. <laughs> okay, can I ask a question? Go, John? go. Okay. Um, <laughs> why is there never enough time in the day as an estate agent or letting agent to, to do business generation, or in fact, any time at all to do anything. I think most agents put it off. What, business generation? Yeah. yeah like put it off. prospecting, cold yeah. calling, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you heard the idea of big rocks first, right? Yes. Yeah? Well, that, that, that is one of the big rocks in running an agency. Mm. And because they don't want to do it, they 
push it to one side and then guess what it doesn't happen mm. it's interesting because we've, we've got weird though we've got estate agents who um bosses who are yeah. what we call dominant in their style yes we've got uh valuers who are very influential in their style yeah and then we have letting agents who are more conscientious yeah um, and all of them are very good at business generation yes why split it down the c's don't like people that's the letting agents yeah the c's don't like people they like things and data okay the eyes do like people that's the valuers but they don't like the pressure and they don't like the potential rejection so the most reliable profile is the s profile the steady eddy doesn't win awards for being dynamic maybe not as decisive as they could be but they're very good with people and if they learn to master a repetitive process they will keep doing it because it gives them that sense of fulfillment the right. interesting thing is, is that uh, the S type, the steady type of personality, doesn't tend to get attracted to a state agency or letting agency. Probably not because... Oh, I hate it when he answers me these questions, <laughs> especially now in live as well. Okay, so if they're steady personalities, that they are not go-getters, they're not process-driven. Um, and well, they state... process-driven. Yes, they're... Well, but they're not. What are they not going to be attracted to in terms of a stereotype of an agency? The flash boys, flash, flash, flash living, yeah. The suits, the haircuts, yeah, the yeah. Ba bad behaviour, all, all the negative stereotypes. Right. They're not going to be attracted. To <laughs> Look at you now again. Yeah, <laughs> the bad give me boys. the cars and the watches. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah. So, so if you're going to market yourself, you have to build a relationship of trust with your high S's, so they understand that you're not like the industry sometimes is portrayed by the media. And what is as it's yeah. portrayed by the media, right? Yeah, yeah okay. of course. All these letters is the disc profile. Probably yeah. you can just tell the guys what, what the disc profile is. Well, I think we've, that don't we got a little video. We have it's thirty-seven minutes long, mate. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no. Do you want the short version? But we can put we can put do the short version. Short, short version now. Yeah, shut up and let him talk. We could put a little snippet there. No, hey, look, look, because I like him really. So what we're going to do? We're going to ask you some simple questions. Ooh, right? live! And we're going to have gonna, fun live. They're going to profile me. Definitely recording, right? We're, this is okay. like a general. Okay, I'm think about general knowledge. Close natural history. I'm going to take off right. the one lens. Which bird is most like the D profile in disc profiling? Oh, so process driven. D is dominant. Dominant. Decisive. Yes. Yeah. Direct. Yes. Which bird would be? Eagle. Exactly. Yeah, hawk. E eagle. You got it in one. Okay. The eye has to be the centre of attention. Yeah. Oh, look at me, everybody. What bird would that be by any chance? Peacock. Let's oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's he's like watching Mastermind. I was like, I know one. I know one. I was going to say, not do well at school. Yeah. No, he did really well, yeah. I was going to say, a bird of paradise or a peacock. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So the S is is the steady, the peaceful one. Yes. What kind of bird do you think that would be, maybe? Like a dove. A or... dove, exactly. And C is the studious one, the wise one, and that would be the... Owl. Exactly. He's so there you go. Disc in 60 seconds. Thank you to Mr. Chris England. A little bit of help from Matt Lee, who couldn't <laughs> quite contain himself. He's so it's enthusiastic. It's the eye in him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all got... I don't like being pigeonholed. I'd like, You're quite right. Yeah. We all have some of each in us, just a varying degree. Yes, and is it you could morph in and out you can. in certain situations? So as you become more aware, then with experience, you change the relative parts of your profile to suit the situation. Yeah. Mm. So here is about being more of the disguised party animal for me. Yeah. So I'm going to take the mickey out of you three as often as I can get away with. 
right because it makes them laugh makes you laugh and it's a bit more interesting just going boring blah 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 yeah. right yeah off screen everyone pose a question to you you can flick yeah. flick it back yeah, yeah. off screen i'm shy, shy and retiring yeah we noticed <laughs> it's interesting what i've noticed is most estate agency bosses yeah who started as valuers started as the i type and then have migrated over over from the peacock to to the eagle which yeah. is the d type yeah whilst most right. most letting agents letting only agents are the conscientious c type which yeah. are the owl type yeah mm. and they might morph to s if they're lucky yeah. yeah interesting yeah, tell you what obviously google this type profiling yeah. it's amazing we'll put a link to it shall we have you got a link on your website john to, have you got any this well, link, it to, link it to the video it's easier link it's, all, it's all on the video yeah and if what it spells is this new website called <laughs> O-O-G-L-E. It's a fantastic website. You can type it's like it. Ask Jeeves. Google. Yes. Okay. Um, have we got another question? Uh, or uh, we, oh, got an interview at the recent Landlord and Vendor Farming Company. Oh, yeah. Who oh, with? Changed the name. Yeah. With like Sanjay. Um, Matt Giggs. Steve Wayne. And we're just chatting about life. Awesome. And, and all the things about our stage. And Do you want to? Yeah. Roll VT. Hi, it's Chris Watkin here at the Landlord Farming Conference, and look who I've run into. Three reprobates of a state agency, pretty big in the game. Uh, Matt Giggs, um, you're at the Landlord Farming Conference. What is Landlord Farming? What do you think Landlord Farming is? For me, it's about empowering the agents to become what I would call the property experts in their markets. At the end of the day, uh, it's about credibility in your marketplace, digital mayor. And for me, giving them the tools and the strategies which, I mean, just listening to some of your guys there has been amazing. And we've got to take some of that back to our business today. So, yeah, it's all about learning how to do it with that in mind, really. Sanjay, you've been a client of mine now for nearly four years, for actually probably a bit more. What's Landlord Farming done for your business? For us, it's been uh, becoming the experts in the town and really getting that credibility with uh, people that don't really know us or our business. And because we're, you know, putting out the newsletters, putting out the social media it's bringing people to us rather than us going to them. Why do you think that's important as an estate agent to be that local property expert? Because we want to be in charge of, you know, helping people and in order to help people when they're researching, looking for details on properties or anything about property, we want them to see us as the experts. Okay. Steve, uh, you've been doing it for two, three years. What's it done to your business? Um, It's just helped us be more aware in the community. Like a lot of people come up to me and go, Steve, I've read this, I've seen this, I've seen your video. And it just, without marketing yourself, you're marketing yourself. And it, 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 it does work. Good stuff. So what would you boys say to anyone who is uh, an estate agent that finding it really hard to work at the moment to try and get more business? Is this a technique that they should consider? Well, I think we're in an, an era where the more you give, you know, it's all about giving at the moment. You're giving people what they want. They're not really like, you've said God knows how many times, how those pie charts and how many houses you've sold really matter to a client. Yeah, no, no one cares no, you know, about your right move, Graham. I know your mum does. <laughs> but, but no, you know, if you're giving people relevant information that's connected to their biggest asset, you're going to be someone that they're going to want to talk to. And it's made a huge difference for you. I know you, you recently shared an email well, you're getting lots of landlords coming to you, aren't you, Sanjay? Yeah, I mean, we're in Doncaster, so we're finding a hell of a lot of southern investors. Suddenly, they've found Doncaster on the map. They want to know, right, who can we talk to in Doncaster? They want to build relationships. This is a fantastic technique to start that relationship because they're seeing us in print, on social media. They want a coffee with us. And the other thing to say is it's about helping people. That is the number one part, whether it's in print, yeah, social media, whatever... People need help, 
And as Matt was saying earlier on the, in the conference, you know, it's about providing a solution to people's problems. Do you enjoy the job more? I love the job. Okay. Yeah. And I'm enjoying getting on in front of camera and the boys are doing it. So it's, and now it's coming from every direction, so it's not just me. Yeah. It's five or six of my guys. You know, one of my guys is Spanish, so he's set up the Latino agent group. And he, we've got people coming from all over different parts of the area because they want to now rent through us because he's giving them information and they can trust him. There you go. So really, landlord farming is being the local property expert, talking about the property market, not about yourself or your firm. And as you can see from these agents here, it's made a huge difference. So if you want to talk about being that local property expert, give us a call today. Thank you. Interesting. See, that's a trio of tyranny right there. Uh, one of my favourite people. Big opinions. Well, some of my favourite people, but uh, hold a special place in my heart for Mr. Steve Wayne. <laughs> Steve says. Okay, and do remember though that uh, Sanjay is running his conference. Sanjay's in January. He is. Uh, big in the game. Okay, let's put, a link, the game. let's put a link to Sanjay's because yeah. Sanjay was on the show the other week. Good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, buy tickets. Uh, we'll be there. We'll so, see you can there. meet us live in actual real That's Facebook. Can I ask the final question? Go. Why are letting agents such perfectionists and, and how can that hold them back in their business? It's fear of failure. They're scared of getting things wrong. Criticism. Okay. Observation. Okay. And I would say if you're one of those people that everything has to be done to perfection. Which is most letting agents. Start switching it to things have to be done but they don't have to be perfect. That's really difficult. Now, some things do, mm. but I reckon it's only 20% of the things in the business. Rule of thumb, only 20% has to be perfect. The other 80% just has to be done. A DBP. Done being perfect. Yeah. But with lettings, agent, I don't, there's, was it 170 odd, 180 bits of legislation mm. legally that they have yeah. to adhere to? So is, does yeah. the fear come from, if I don't get this right, like gas certificates, this, that, and the other, then I'm the in fear. trouble. They have the fear anyway, it's in their personality. And that's type. why they went into that job. Well, that... Um, who knows? That would have, they'd have to answer that true, question. True, true. So you have to systemize your business to take account of all the legislation, then you would obviously stick to your process. Right, yeah. S's are very good at sticking to the process because they like sticking with what they know. Okay, so yeah. So your responsibility as the owner is to systemize systemize the compliance build it in don't inspect it in afterwards okay ah, cool great line top tips yeah. from jc there yes yeah, really top tips so john if um if people want to uh, get hold of you and they want to maybe talk to you about how they uh, you can help them develop their business further what's the best way for them to get in touch with you uh email probably john cottrell at actioncoach.com make sure you spell it right yeah make sure you spell it right <laughs> <laughs> Journalist, of course. Uh, uh, I might have spelled it once wrong. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, but what, what about the obvious question? How are your shares doing? <laughs> in, which, in which company is this, boys? Um, um, country. country. Yeah. It's country got a C in it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. C word. You're not allowed yeah. to say it on the show, are you? Yeah, yeah, you're all C words. Countrywide, yes, they're 10.6p <laughs> at the time of filming. That's good. This is getting a bit lame, lads. <laughs> no, I think it's getting really hot, don't you? <laughs> we put the share price ground around no, here. No, no because we, we, like to, we like to poke Chris, but then come back to a serious question, because we actually think Countrywide is a brilliant business. John, as a final sort of takeaway, we ask a lot of people, well, if you were going to go into Countrywide and they said, John, come in, look at how we're structuring our business, how can you help us rebuild? What would you what would your what would your view be? 
on countrywide as a as an agent, as a group of agencies? Gosh, that is a very tough question. I don't know countrywide as a company. Um, so that would be a difficult one to answer. It would be pure conjecture on my part. Mm. Sure. Tell me what some of their challenges are, and I might have an idea. Of Which what every guest them. says a different answer. Some closer to the industry than yeah. than mm. you and I, John. Like, but we work in it. But then Ian McKenzie was like, "I'd no, who's it? Matt Wells said I'd get all the best people from, try and poach them from other businesses mm. to build it back up again." But then that's easier said than done. You know, um, it's harder because they've let got. Let me answer your question, John. Okay. We have a business that's 20, 30 years old, made up of... Built by acquisition? Uh, acquisition, uh, built up with probably 30 different brands, all operating under the countrywide banner. Yeah. Each each brand, a separate business unit, working really, really well. And probably, if you roll the clock back 10 years, had market share of over 10, 12%. And now? Um, probably about 8 or 9%, probably even as low as 7 But that, I'm only going off memory there. What we had was, is we had some non-estate agents come into the business four or five years ago, get rid of uh, a lot of the older man, uh, high-priced managers, some of which needed to go, some of which definitely didn't need to go. Yeah. So you had uh, uh, a, a tiered management with, with where all the old boys had gone, and then we had the people at the top who were sucking power up from the branch network up to the centre, and then finally, the final nail in the, sh in the coffin was we had a CEO that decided to run an online estate agency branch, but keep the same branding. So you were having a high street agency at 2% and a cheapest chips at 900 quid. With the same brand. Yes. Right. So you've got a lot of confusion about the direction the company's going in and what it stands for. Yeah. So the share price was originally okay. as high as 6 quid and now it's presently 10.6p. Okay, great. So let's, I'll give you an example from my own experience. So if I'm, if I'm asked to help a business that I know nothing about at all mm -hmm. and I need to get a result for that business in next to no time at all there's only one thing I'm going to do and that is have an all hands meeting well I call it an all hands event right using something called open space technology and this is where I would want to sit down with whether it's the board or the chief exec whoever's actually in charge of that organisation, so countrywide's got an executive chairman to be with that person. Yeah. Right. What What do you want to achieve for this organisation? Give me one thing, one outcome that you really want. And they go and ask the whole team. Right. This is the outcome. What are we going to do to get there? And they literally stand back. And I know this would be hard. Shut up and let them put the ideas through. And be amazed what will come out. The other thing is the event would be voluntary. It wouldn't be mandatory. Okay. So if you if you've got countrywide in your heart, which might be a odd thing to think about, and you want to contribute to the future success of the firm, then come along to this event. But you don't have to come. Do you think that would be a good idea for all the independent agents out there, one, two, three office operations that are finding it quite tough at the moment to have that sort of event? Sure, but who's brave enough? You know, it's one of those things. If you've never done one and you can't envisage how it would work. Most people go, oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to take a day out of my business to do that. But actually, it's the one thing that most people need to do, even though they never actually get around to doing it. Would you be happy for people to pick the phone up to you and, and basically just spend five, 10 minutes over the phone with a brief, I mean, I'm sure, you know, just to have a chat sure. through that. What sure. Or we what? can make a video about it and post that, whichever we'll works. Good. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think um, having an industry almost like a summit, you'd have one for your letting agent, maybe one for your estate agents, but just let them come and ask the questions they want to ask. 
if other people want to ask the same question, and just sign up to the same little post-it note and you get clusters of activity yeah. around what people really think are important. And this is removing the fear of any um, tellings off or yeah, any repercussions of that within exactly, the business. Yeah. Exactly right. And it's not like brainstorming where the boss's ideas dominate. You get told what you're supposed to be putting down. Yeah, yeah. All that goes away. And what happens is if someone's riding a hobby horse, let's say my idea is we've got to stand out in the market. Let's all wear pink and yellow socks. Great. Good plan. Fantastic. All Great. the high eyes go, go box well, Yeah, we're going to have those. I'm a in. box of them as well. And that idea goes up on the board. Yeah. But the thing is, when, it, when the group owns what we call the marketplace, that idea might be there, but no one's going to pay attention to it, right? Mm. They're going to be focused on something else. But the point is no one told the person that said this to sit down and shut up. They still had their moment. They had their voice. It got heard. And then everybody quietly ignored it right. without putting any energy into it. Yeah. So it's a really neat process for getting the ideas out of the people and into the group. Sure. And then you don't offend anybody's ego. Yeah. 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 Mm. There's a lot of subtleties to the approach. Yeah, it sounds like So that's it, yeah. what I would do if I was in charge of Countrywide. Good. There you go. Good top tips. Good top tips. For any business in turn. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I think well, that's, that's the end of the show, 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 show. What a fluid show, show. John. Thank thanks you for having me. Yes, John. Pleasure. 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 Good guest. Good guest. <laughs> so all that's left for us to say is thanks for being and shut up.